Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Hello, everybody. I'm Laura. And I'm Becky. And thanks for joining us again here on Grounds for Discussion. Um, so November is coming up, yes. which is crazy. Yes. Um, I am actually sitting here in my uh, in my little area, you know, computer area in my closet. Yeah. And it is like, I don't know, like I think 50 some degrees outside and I am loving my life. Yes. I don't remember October being super chilly uh, in Tennessee before, but this year we've had a couple of frosts already. And well, this weekend it's supposed to be like 72, Mm. but um, this whole week has been like really cold in the mornings I pulled out my winter coat and I've been wearing all the layers and so it's a it's a good um it just makes you want to curl up with a book and drink your Mm -hmm. coffee get under a blanket exactly I I can wear my fuzzy socks yes you know and my yes I have my um, fuzzy robe mm -hmm. And curl right up with a with a book and a and a warm and an a, a hot cup yeah, of coffee, yeah. not an iced cup. A hot <laughs> cup. Yeah, which is rare for you, <laughs> right? I mean, I do do it, but yeah. it's so much more enjoyable. Yes, on a nice crisp morning. Yeah, and when you think of curling so. up, you think of Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Don't you just? Isn't it just oh, everyone's just dream? All the warm and fuzzy feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you can tell, the book for this month, <laughs> Lord of the Flies. The Lord of the Flies. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually thought this book was older than it was. This thing was written in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. So. You thought it was written That kind of threw me. I did for some reason. I don't know why I thought hmm. that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to jump the gun, though, because I want to know what you're drinking. Okay. Um, I bought some um, pumpkin spiced coffee, uh, just like flavor nice. coffee. So that is my drink of choice today. What about you? Well, okay. So I have my usual peats that I, well, if uh-huh. I do hot coffee, I usually do French press and mm-hmm. I do peats or whatever I have in the house. Yeah. Um, usually peats, but sometimes I'll try something different just for fun. But anyway, um, m- our mom, she was kind of naughty this year and she got me like two little birthday gifts, Aww. which I was like, mom, you don't need to do that. That's so sweet. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, she always remembers my like birthday that. and stuff. You know, she sends a card or yeah, she said, you know, yeah. like stuff. But I'm like, mother, fixed income. Now, um, but so sweet. She sent me, um, like, she ordered on Amazon a, a syrup that I had had on my list. So she bought me this um, syrup mm-hmm. and sent it on Amazon or whatever. And it's, um, it's really good. It's toffee nut, mm. which I just really like. Um, Did you say toffee or coffee? Toffee nut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really yummy. So I have toffee nut coffee today. Nice. It's delicious. So which is branching yeah. out a little bit. Well, I like to branch out, but yeah. I usually just get from Starbucks. Yeah. Um, their syrup because it's easy. Yes. Um, 
But I forget, like, you can get stuff on Amazon mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, I know. So I forget that, too, sometimes. It's like, yeah. it is easier. Usually I do like Starbucks syrup a lot, though. They I feel like they do a really good job of yeah. it. But um, yeah. this was a brand that I had seen in a little coffee shop uh-huh. in the area. And I was like, oh, I don't know that one as well. So I was like, well, I'll give it a try. Yeah. And, um, like, at, you know, at the coffee shop. like. Yeah. And I really liked what they made for me. So I was like, well, maybe this mm. one could be a good, good brand, yeah, you know, cool. to, to order or whatever. So, I had a yeah. moment the other day. Um, I took Graham and Allie, they had no school. It was a teacher in service day. So I took them to <laughs> genius idea. I took them to a playground at 27 degrees outside and uh, they were like freezing cold of course you know I mean they had their winter coats on but I was like we had like this awkward time of like an hour and a half where I didn't want to come home because I was already in town so anyways so I looked up a coffee shop around us we went there and I let them get like hot cocoa and this was a really cute little coffee shop in this little town. Oh, fun. And they had, like, a fireplace, so, and they, like, really eccentric, you know, furniture and stuff. So she was si- oh, sitting fun. on a couch. And they had Gilmore Girls playing, so she was, like, sipping the cocoa <laughs> watching Gilmore Girls. And I was like, oh, my goodness. This is, like, a vision. <laughs> Oh, that's it just was really funny and cute. And I was like, oh, our own little oh, stars hollow moment. That is so funny. So for those of you who don't know, that was kind of like a, a thing with you and your friends, right? Uh, like in college? Uh, like stars hollow? That was Yeah, more... well, didn't you guys, didn't you guys watch, didn't you guys used to watch I that show to together? And it, it was kind of your... Um, I used to watch it with my roommate. With your cream. Yeah. Not as much in college. It was more after college. Oh, yeah. okay. See, I was thinking that was college time. Okay. But it was good like, memories. Yeah. It, it's good memories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's so funny. That I love fun. it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cause that show is really big on like the first snow and like it's a new England yes. town and it's all quaint and cute and, and a stuff. Very little and so, town. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yes. knows everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just yeah, cute. It's, it's got that, that, uh, that Christmassy vibe yes. to it all around so, for yes. sure. Which I love. <laughs> As do you I. Know. As do I. <sighs> um, that's too cute. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's what I'm drinking, and nice. uh, here, and that's what you're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I hate to make a hard left, but uh-huh. that's what's going to have yes, to happen. Because how can you not? <laughs> with this book? There's no. There's no segue into no. it. It's just a hard left. They're dropping us on the island. It's a it's a hard left into the canopy with the wings of the plane crashing into uh, yes. burning yes. fire. Yeah. So you have read this book before, right? I had, but again, like I feel like I say this every single month this year, but it, it was like in high school. Yes. So a lot of these books I had read, but it's just been so long because they're, yep. they're your classic, like what you read in right. English lit right. in high school, like what you have to read for credit. Right. And even though a lot of them I, 
I did like the first time around, I barely remembered yes. most of these. Yes. So, so you don't um, remember the details of I this I remembered one. the the basic overall theme. Okay. And that was about it. Okay. You know, I remembered very, very few details. Okay. All so. I remember about this book before I read it was that it was kind of like a dystopian vibe. Yeah. Um, and that it was a bunch of schoolboys. That's and like kids. That's all I yeah. remembered about it. So I actually um, did audiobook on this one this time because I couldn't get it at the library. Um, which okay. I'll, I don't know if this is. I mean, it must be fine because it's on YouTube. If you look up like read to me whatever on YouTube, you can find like any book. Um, huh, okay. which, you know, sometimes comes in handy if you can't get your hands on a book. So, yeah, true. Um, that's I never how, thought about that. Yeah, that's how I listened to it. I was desperate. I was like, I, I need to read this book oh, no. and, and <laughs> time is running out. <laughs> so oh, no. it was a mad uh, scramble to YouTube. And it's surprising you couldn't find it at the library. I know. Well, then I was wondering, could it be because this book has been banned in the past? Um, I don't know. If, really? Yes, it has. And I don't know okay. all the history on that. Like, if it's not banned now and it just used to be, I don't know. Um, Interesting. But I didn't know it was a banned book. Yeah, when I started doing some research, uh, that's that came up. And I was like, huh. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I can see why some people might want it banned, um, or in the past would want it banned. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But it, it's so the whole like banned book thing. I just don't. I know. know. Like I don't some people either. are very up in arms about all this stuff, and I'm like, you know, um, I, I mean, basically, I think we all read whatever we want to exactly. read. Exactly. Yeah. But like. Some people get really worked up about things being banned or not banned. Yeah. And I, and mean, I just don't, I feel like I don't really. You can still get your hands on it is. if you want to. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean that you can never find it because look at, you know, I found it. You yeah. can find it. And I, so I just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm opting out of that, yeah. that little spat. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to. not worth it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just, I just feel like I read whatever I want. And yeah. I think everyone else does, don't they? I think so, but some people just like to get their feathers all ruffled, you know. I like smooth feathers myself. You like what? I like smooth feathers myself. <laughs> you like feathers buried in the sand. <laughs> buried right down into the sand. Yes. That's right. Can't even tell that they were there at one time. Well, have you ever tried it? Bury your feathers in the sand. It feels great. It does. It's a weighted blanket. It it's is. A messier. A little messier, but you can hose down when you get home. So anyway. Anyway. I found an audiobook on YouTube, listened to it, and I finished nice. it in a day. So it, you know, to say that I felt it was interesting is probably pretty accurate. Um. Alright. So, yeah. So, so where, do we, where do we Where do we start? That's the question. Yes. Where do we start? Well, um, 
So you want to start with characters or give a little synopsis or something? Probably give a little synopsis. I would think. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Do you want me to? I can go ahead. Um, so the story is, and it's a little bit jarring in the beginning because the very beginning, you're not totally sure where you're at or what's happening. Mm-hmm. It just kind of plops you in the middle of right. this island and you're, you have to sort of figure out where you're at, why you're there. But it's, it's mostly in the beginning, it's from the perspective of, um, I want to say Ralph. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I, am I thinking right? Ralph. Yep. Who is this, you, you come to realize pretty quickly he's a young boy he's in the middle of an like deserted island and um there's pretty quickly another young boy who shows up and we actually never learn his name but he goes by piggy Mm -hmm. because that was like a little nickname that he used to be called Mm -hmm. by his former classmates when you know at school Um, but he tells, the first thing he tells Ralph basically is that he doesn't, he doesn't want to be called Piggy. That's the only thing that he doesn't want. Don't, don't call me Piggy. Hey, it's nice to meet you. By the way, everybody calls me this and I really don't want to And I hate it. Oh, buddy, (laughs) buddy, you just set yourself up. Basic psychology, sweetie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he totally sets it up for himself to be called Piggy. Right. But anyway, um... Yeah, so these two little boys are the first ones to meet each other. And you start to figure out, okay, there's obviously been some kind of a plane crash yeah. on, on this deserted island. Mm-hmm. And these two boys have met each other, but there should be a lot more kids out there. Mm-hmm. And slowly they start to kind of trickle in all these little boys. And you're still trying to figure out, wait, why did the plane crash? And right. why was a bunch of schoolboys on a plane? Right. And why, you know. Um, so yeah, so that's, and that's kind of throughout the book. You're still trying to figure out like, why did they crash? Why Mm -hmm. did they, why was there a whole plane load of kids? Right. No, you know, like, I mean, uh, we assume the pilot at least should have been an adult, you know, like, but anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of the starting point. And then from there, they sort of all gather and form a little society Uh and they vote that Ralph will be their leader. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's another little boy who is um, the leader of a choir from mm-hmm. back in, like a boys' choir from mm-hmm. back in England. And he was kind of the, originally he was sort of a contender to maybe be the, the leader yes. as well. Yeah. Um, but, and Jack, yes, his name is Jack. Um, so he already sort of has this authority over this little group of choir boys mm-hmm. because he, he already, he was the leader of that group. Right. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of like background stuff that goes into that from English culture with choir boys Mm. and the whole hierarchy of, of Mm -hmm. public school and all, you know, all of that stuff, um, that we probably don't get quite as much of an understanding of as Americans, but, um, but that's the basic setup. Yeah. So throughout the book, um, basically Ralph and Jack, end up butting heads quite a bit to the point where it becomes okay who's really the leader Mm -hmm. and who's who's you know and it ends up being a battle of you know just force like jack just is like not willing to bow the you know bend the knee Mm -hmm. and so um he sort of takes his little group and they sort of split Mm -hmm. and so it's you know kind of 
two di- two different groups mm-hmm. and Ralph's group is much smaller and yeah. And Jack Ralph's just kind of by force is, is more focused on getting rescued and Jack's yes. group is more focused on well killing a food source and right. um survival and right um almost acclimating to their surroundings more so than right. Ralph's just his his focus is getting off the island. Right. Um so it, it's it's very interesting. And basically I'm sure if you know anything about the overall theme of the book, even if you haven't read the book, you you'll know that things just get worse and worse mm-hmm. and they, everything devolves to the point where they're just kind of um, you know, we don't use this word anymore, but savages, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, everything just goes really downhill and people are behaving yeah. really, really badly. Yes, yes. Horrible um, things end up happening and yes. excuses and <laughs> it just yeah. gets worse and worse. Um, right. So overall, um, were you... What did you think of the book? Like, did you connect with um, it in any way? Did you have a favorite character, if that's possible? Uh, I definitely, uh, I connected with it in the sense that it felt pretty true as far as, like, um, things devolving. Mm-hmm. and Really quickly. <laughs> getting worse. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's funny cause I, I may have said this before even, but Ben and I have been watching this, this survival type show mm. recently. Um, and people, you know, like a group of people that are dropped off on a deserted Island or whatever, yeah. and they just have to like live off the land and survive. Okay. And, um, and it's just like incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's super, super hard. But we had kind of noticed a trend that, like, if they, uh, like, if they decide to have a leader, mm-hmm. things seem to go a lot more smoothly. Okay. Um, and then anytime anybody tries to sort of like be like, no, I want to be the leader, and there's a like a headbutt situation, mm-hmm. things go really, really poorly. Mm. Um, so, you know, and sometimes there'll be like a headbutt situation, and the the leader that's sort of been decided upon will we'll be able to sort of overcome that and get everybody back on the same page and then it's fine. Yeah. But if, if there's somebody who just won't get along, won't do, you know, like then things can go really poorly. But I, so I just saw a lot of parallels and I was like, Oh, that's really interesting because Mm -hmm. you know, um, and these kids are just, it's so funny because they just keep trying to think like, what would a grown up do? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, Cause they just, yeah. I mean, they're like, uh, we got to basically be grownups now Mm -hmm. and we don't know how to do it. I thought it was um, interesting that like the first thing it talks about is them shedding their clothes and like just having the sense of freedom and we don't have to do that because that's not like society, like society puts that on us, you know? Right. And at first I was like, this is weird. But then I, I mean, I understood why put that in there I I did read that uh, the author Will William Golding I think was his name mm-hmm. that yep. he 
um, actually based this book. Uh, so he, he read another book called Coral Island. I have not hmm, read that okay. book. I have not done any research on that book. However, uh, apparently he read this book and it was very, uh, quite the opposite of Lord of the Flies. And, um, hmm, it's, okay. it's about these people that land on an island. I don't remember the details of how they got there, but it was all of a sudden this wonderful society. And he, um, really thought that that was, I think he looked at life very, not necessarily negatively, but very, very realistically. And so, yeah. and maybe a mixture of both. Um, so he was like, I'm going to write a story of what would really happen if you dropped a bunch of kids off on an island. Like, they would not create this amazing society and be able to flourish and... Um, so I just thought that was really interesting that he, this yeah. is his take on what would happen if we left everything up, you know, allowed, um, you know, these things to take over. And, uh, that's interesting. Cause I kind of wondered what his perspective was because uh-huh. the further I read, the more I saw undertones of like, um, the whole, you know, cold war situation mm-hmm. and, Almost like, I felt like maybe he was hinting at, like, some kind of nuclear fallout situation oh. where maybe um, the boys are survivors from, huh. like, maybe they were being flown away from, right. like, a nuclear, huh. like, like maybe somebody had dropped an, a, a bomb right, and they right. were trying to get the kids out, almost. Hmm. Um and I couldn't tell you specific passages or anything. I just saw little glimpses of that yeah. where I thought maybe he was trying to hint at that. And that made sense to me because it was written in the 50s. Right. So I was like, well, I don't know what his perspective is as far as like um, what he's trying to say about society at the yeah. time. But it, it almost sounded to me like maybe he was saying what would happen if we as a society had to start from scratch mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Um, but he, the so, book is supposed to take place during world war ii right i think so okay but I, I i couldn't tell you for sure if that was his his plan or not because but... at the end can we talk about the end yeah um, that's fine so spoiler alert <laughs> at the end when things are like rising to a climax and it's like is this is ralph gonna make it or is he gonna be killed by jack and his you know, cronies, um, gang of thugs. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, he is found because of the smoke that he kept the fire going, you know, and that was a huge, um, theme in yeah. the book. And, um, so some, an officer, someone found the smoke and decided to go and investigate on this Island. And so they were rescued, but, um, the officer, his response to their um, descent <laughs> into, mm-hmm. like, you know, becoming these wild beasts was weird to me. He he was like, he's uh, something along the lines of, like, you British boys shouldn't be behaving like this. Um, you know better or something like that. And so that 
that part made me think, first of all, um, that maybe it was like during the war. I don't know. I just got that vibe. But then also, mm. um, his response was like, it was very strange to me. Did you find that weird, that whole I did. My take on it, I guess, was that it seemed as though he didn't have the full picture of what had right. really taken place right. and didn't and maybe kind of didn't want to. Hmm. Um, like he almost seemed like, well, that's all done with now. We don't need to talk about it. Mm. Almost, mm-hmm. you know, like. Like, yeah. he didn't want to know how terrible it had been. Or maybe yeah. he didn't, maybe he just genuinely didn't, didn't get it. But it almost seemed like he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what he was trying to say about that. Yeah. What the author was trying to say. Or if he was trying to say anything. Right. But I did almost wonder if, if each of the characters was almost sort of an archetype of some, some type of person in society. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it felt to me like he was trying to make a statement about, um, you know, what goes on when, when things kind of fall apart mm-hmm. and what we do about it afterwards, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. or how we feel about it afterwards or yeah. our response to it. Um, um, which again would make sense because coming out of world war two, yes. how do we respond to all the evil that we're finally realizing went down, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I did a little bit of research on Golding. Um, it talked about how he, what he admits that he was a really frustrated child and that he took that out on other kids and he was kind of a bully. And he Mm. said that he used to enjoy like hurting people. Um, and Mm. then later on after his war experiences, he, This is a quote from him. It says, I began to see what people were capable of doing. Anyone who moved through those years without understanding that man produces evil as as well as producing, uh, I'm sorry, evil as well as produces honey must have been blind or wrong in the head. So his um take on just like the his perspective of people in general is very it's negative like he sees not a lot of good in people and in what people are mm. doing but that kind of goes back to his i think his war experiences and he didn't go into detail about what he had seen but it's war so right you know obviously there are things that you see that you would never, like, I know the cult, culturally, they didn't want to talk about it. They weren't going to talk about it. So right. um, that kind of inspired him, I think, to write the book as well. So those experiences, like him as a child and then seeing what he saw in war, I think those two things combined caused him to, like, bring this unique perspective to the voice in this book Hmm. which i thought i I do think it's interesting that he chose to use boys instead of men yeah yeah what do you think about that i don't know i don't know why he did that although i think based on 
It sounds like he took a lot of his stories or his ideas from when he was a little boy. And maybe part mm. of that is like guilt. Maybe he's he was feeling some yeah, guilt could be. for um, how he treated people. I don't know. I don't know why he tro- chose boys. Like kids. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know either. I'm wondering if there's a little bit of the whole idea of, you know how people say boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's making a, a bit of a comment on like, that idea like Mm. you know boys will be boys and men will be men Mm. but what he sees of that is that boys will be boys equals boys left to themselves are gonna do horrible things Mm. and the same is true of men and women and yeah you know everybody yeah Mm. because if it had been men it definitely would have been a different story Yes. I don't know if the outcome would have necessarily been any different, but it would have been a different story. Yes. Yeah. Because I I thought he, I actually thought he did a really great job of writing a boy's perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because um, even Ralph being the leader, but not, not really very confident, completely confident in his own leadership and not, um, certainly not the brightest Mm. not stupid by any means but not the brightest person on on the island Mm. um which would have been probably would have been piggy or maybe simon Mm -hmm. um but yet that's who everybody wanted as the leader can we talk about piggy and simon yeah, what do you, what are your take on So what's your take on all of that? I loved Piggy. <laughs> I don't know why. I, loved, I just loved I mean, him. I I felt I think bad he's for supposed him to be through yeah. the whole book and I was like, oh, poor like they used him and abused him yeah. and yeah. made fun of him and he was the scapegoat and yeah. you know, when something was going bad, made fun of Piggy or steal right. his glasses or I don't know. And, like, from the beginning, it's like they treated him like trash. And I just... Do you think he's supposed to represent the conscience? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think he's... I think he's always the one kind of trying to insert reason. Yes. Yeah. Um... And he's the only one with glasses. Uh-huh. So I th- I wonder if he's trying to make him represent the conscience and, and his sight was slowly, moral reasoning. Yeah, his sight was slowly yeah. being taken away. Like, first it was one eye, and then it was both yep. glasses, and he couldn't see. And then eventually right. he was killed. Like, he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is super interesting to think about. And you might be right. Yeah. I just think that there's a little bit of something of this character is the only one who uh-huh. consistently uh-huh. tries to inject some kind of standard or reason or moral, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Ralph has his theme of let's keep the fire going. Right. So he and and throughout the book, he slowly starts to 
um, kind of lose clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like he'll be thinking about, wait, why do we have to keep the fire going? Right. He can't remember. Right. Um, and I was curious about that too. Why do you think he, it, it felt like Ralph was slowly kind of like losing brain cells yes. <laughs> I just, or something. I just thought that as time went on, it became more acceptable and easier to fall into um, or become like the people around him or the people that they were trying to fight so hard. Yeah. And yeah, probably. So he's slow. And I also think maybe he, um, so watching again, <laughs> this is so weird. I know it has nothing to do with anything, but like the show that we've been watching yeah. keeps coming back to my brain yeah. because on the show, it's so funny how when they first get to this Island, they first drop him off. Everybody, like, starts trying to hack their way through the wilderness or whatever. And eventually they'll see some kind of animal. And they never think to, like, try to kill it and eat it Mm. on that on that first day. Mm. But like a couple days later, everything Mm. they look at, they're thinking about, can I eat it? Is there a way that I can, can kill it and eat it? Or is there something, you know, can I make this into something to eat? Right. Um, and, but nobody thinks of it that first day. That's interesting. Why? When they actually, cause I think that they start out, um, having enough, food in their system to keep their brain working well. But don't they know that and they're just not in a place starving. They just don't think of it. Huh? I don't know. Hmm. It's really, and it's really interesting to watch them start to, um, make more and more poor decisions Mm. because Mm -hmm. their brains are operating on so few calories. Um, so not only is their body going downhill, their decision-making capabilities are getting worse and mm-hmm. worse. Like, they just start doing more and more risky things. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I do wonder if if he was... Because it, it really does go with what happens yeah. to, people's, yes. to, to people's brains and yes, bodies. But I don't sure. know if that's necessarily what he was going for. Because right. I think he was talking more about the moral side of things. Uh-huh. But... I thought it was interesting. Well, then also there's, okay, so there's this conch shell that they, that Ralph and Piggy find in the very beginning and they use it to represent leadership and being heard and reason almost. And if you have order, yeah, order, if you have the shell, it's your turn to speak. And throughout the book, like a lot of the boys would be like, who cares? Shut up. It doesn't matter if you have the shell, but Piggy was always, I've got the shell. I've got the shell, you know? Yeah. Like he, yeah, he, exactly. he was the one to bring back, like, come on guys. Like we have rules and we have them for a reason. Let's not right. abandon them. Um, yep. So I thought that was, uh, super interesting too with Piggy's character. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's that is kind of one of the main points, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a you know I think the author is trying to say something about there's a reason we have rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know we don't create rules just to make our lives harder. Right. You know, right? We create yeah. them and to have order. One of Ralph's main um, things was so he said 
we're not rule you know now that we're here we're not ruled by adults we're gonna have fun um but we're also gonna keep the fire like those were two things that he said repeatedly throughout the book yeah we're gonna have fun we're gonna keep the fire so that we can be hopefully rescued um and yeah piggy would always bring him back to (laughs) i have the conch (laughs) it's my turn to talk exactly yeah so i just loved piggy and i don't even know why i just is that saying something about me (laughs) i think no i think everybody he's he i do think he's a a specific type of kid who um everybody knows that kid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the class or whatever who is so trying to like bring order keep to the, the chaos yes you know keep like the peace real, and... trying to rein everything in mm-hmm. get everything on a you know like let's be reasonable let's you know mm-hmm. um and just clinging to that last vestige of some kind of order yeah. Yeah. so tightly mm-hmm. um so i get it yeah he's he's definitely the most likable character mm-hmm. well yes um, a lot of them most of them are not likable there was yeah. Simon, who was, I felt like he was really in the I, background most of the story. He was, but I actually felt a lot of sympathy with him as well. Yes. He was probably one of the ones that I felt the most sympathy for because he seemed to me, um, he reminded me a little bit of our dad, I think, hmm. um, because he just did whatever needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And filled in the gaps wherever he saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody was like, well, we really need to go up to the top of the mountain for whatever. Mm-hmm. He'd just be like, I'll go. And mm-hmm. then he'd just go. Mm-hmm. Or he would, like, he was always, he was like a servant leader. Yeah. To me, anyway. Yeah. He seemed like a servant leader. Like, he would just do whatever needed to be done. And he had, he seemed like he had his own sense of conscience. Yes. And he didn't even need anybody to tell it to him. Yeah. He just... He knew what was right and wrong, and he went and he tried to do the right thing. Yeah, and he stayed very faithful and consistent through the whole book. Yes, yeah. But then, and he and he, but but he did it quietly. Yes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. He just did it. He didn't broadcast it. He wasn't like, "Well, I'm going to go up and take care of this for everybody now, guys." You know, like no, he just he just did it. Yeah. Like, so I think he sort of reminded me of our dad a little bit. I was just had a lot of sympathy for him. Of like, yeah. Like, he was just, that he was just a character who genuinely wanted to help, mm-hmm. but didn't need the glory for it. Right. Whereas, you know, Jack's group, it was all about glory hunting yes. and this and that. And, yeah. you know, Ralph, it was all about trying to maintain his hold on being the leader mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. um, where Simon didn't have any of that. Yeah. What did you think about Simon's little glimpse of, I guess, evil or something yeah, so that part was a little the... bit foggy to me so okay jack and his gang um kill a pig correct and stake yes. the pig's head and simon sees this pig head starts talking to it calls it lord of the flies because it's like you know being surrounded by flies I don't understand what he actually saw. What did he see? Yeah. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't totally understand it either. I was hoping that something would come to me about it, but I didn't really want to. I felt like if I looked it up, I'd be cheating. I don't know why mm. I felt that way, but well, um, I cheated. But I need to look it up because <laughs> I cheated. You, so you However, did. I still don't understand. Like, according to what I saw, they claimed that it was like a a dead soldier well, that here, got here, washed up. Well. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you what I thought. Okay. I thought that his, that his thing with the, the pig head uh-huh. was, okay, so when, when Jack and his group kill this pig, yeah. they butcher it to eat, but they, they leave the head mm-hmm. and they say it's supposed to be like a sacrifice mm-hmm. to this monster that isn't real. The, I, <laughs> the, the, yeah, like to this, this, this monster that they are scared is in the woods mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. in the island roaming the island right um and i think there's probably supposed to be some sort of an allegory there about like evil lurking mm. uh within all of us or something like that mm. but Simon, so simon is out i can't remember what he's doing he's doing something out out in the yeah you know jungle right by himself right and I can't remember what his mission is, but there's a reason he's out yeah. there by himself. But it sounds to me almost like he gets more and more exhausted. And he ends up sort of sitting there just watching this pig head. Yes. And having almost like a like a, a vision or yes. something. Yes. Almost like hallucinating maybe. Uh-huh. And seeing this pig head like speaking to yes. him. And I can't even remember what it says, but I think it's almost like, if I remember right, the feeling to me was almost like this pig head sort of almost wooing him into some kind of mindset of just whatever is going to be is going to be almost. Uh Um, So I think there's a lot of symbolism going on that maybe I'm not totally getting entirely. Um, I do think there's a lot about like good and evil and the breakdown of society and this, this pig head sort of representing maybe evil or something. I don't know. But then there's also this other part about, and I think this was part of it too, Uh where he sees the monster quote unquote. Yes. But really it seems like it's a, a, like a paratrooper who has either died Yes. In in flight or died once he got caught in the canopy uh-huh. with his parachute. Right. Um, and so the wind is kind of picking up the parachute and making it look like this man is moving. Right. But he's not. It's right. just the wind with moving with the parachute and stuff. Um, and so I don't know if that's related somehow to the well, it happened pig head. Right. Like, after the pig or, head. Or it was, like, interwoven, like that and the pig head. Yeah. So. So that's what was throwing me. I'm like, well, you got this pig head, and then you've also got right. this par- paratrooper. And. I don't know. I felt like I was like, I should be able to figure this out, but I don't know what they're going for yeah. here. I'm, I'm, yeah. The pig head talking makes you think he's hallucinating. But then he really right. does see a body. Right. And, but all that... M- in the book made you think that it had something to do with the monster. Like he, he was imagining it that it was alive and he was imagining that the pig was talking to him and 
are we imagining this whole monster thing? The monster wasn't real. The monster was never real. It was based on rumors and... It wasn't, but that was throughout the book sort of a thing in the right, background. Right. Like, is there a monster and or isn't there? Some people say the there monster, is. But yes. And that caused so, them to like want to sacrifice to it and um, like try and <laughs> move around it and it. be... Um, yeah like worship it almost yeah um so i don't i don't know that part was super confusing to me so what did you read about you 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 researched all i read was what it actually what it was that it was a man hanging but that i didn't read any theories on that or anything oh okay no i didn't look up any theories i should have Okay. I didn't. I, I might have to after this because I, I definitely felt like, okay, there's more here than I'm probably getting, yeah. but. Um, and what I was I, confused about yeah. was, is it the pig head or is it the dead man? Like I couldn't. And, right. And just by, I mean, just by talking with you and, and reading through, it is two separate things. Like I couldn't tell if it was two separate things. Does that make right. sense? It sounds like two separate things yeah. to me. Like yeah. it seemed like there was genuinely two different things. Mm-hmm. But, and I th- and I wondered about that too because I was like, okay, once again, is he trying to just show the deterioration of yeah. Simon's mind? Mm-hmm. Um, Simon is clearly having some issues with reality. He's like yeah. seeing a talking pig head where clearly it, it's dead. It's on a pole. Right. Um, pigs can't talk anyway so obviously there's some kind of right something weird going on there yeah hallucination mm-hmm. going on is it almost supposed to be like like he's almost a prophetic figure like he's prophesying well that's what almost. i was kind of wondering because it goes downhill really fast from there and then he is killed right yeah um so i was wondering if it was almost like a prophecy yeah I kind of was, too. Yeah. And can I just say... Yeah. The whole scene where Simon gets killed, mm. that would, for me, that was the one spot where I wasn't buying it. Mm. Um, It felt a little ridiculous. Mm. Like, I don't think that would happen like that. Just because it I, was so I mean, far-fetched? It felt a little far-fetched okay. to me. Okay. And that was really the only spot where I felt like, oh, come on. Mm. You know, like, mm. <laughs> the rest of it, I was like, okay, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, even Piggy, when Piggy dies. Yeah. That I could see. Yes. But with Simon, I was like, what? They like, just it's confused like, almost... him for the monster, yeah, right? They, yeah, it's almost like they, he, it's almost like the author was writing it as they got so worked up about this. Um, either the monster or like just hunting in itself. Mm-hmm. Like they enjoyed hunting so much. Like they just really enjoyed like killing an animal or whatever mm-hmm. so much that they just got into a frenzy and Simon Worked happened to show up at the wrong yeah. moment. Yeah. And they all like turned on him and yeah. just started beating him up and stuff. And I'm like, what? I know. And then. You know that Ralph and Piggy were like in the bushes and saw it, and they didn't yeah. stop the. I yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, maybe that was the one were, spot where I was like, was like, but we were scared. We were scared. And Ralph is like, we weren't that scared. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Um, that that yeah. for me was the I, one I, part I, where I was like, mm. I can understand that because and maybe it's just maybe it's just that Jack and his his gang were like so far gone that they're willing to. Well, I think that's what he was going for. Like, they were just, you know, they just didn't care anymore. And, you know, we're all under this sort of mob spell. Mm -hmm. So let's just go with it to wherever it goes. Mm -hmm. And let's, you know, um, I think that's what he was going for. But to me, I was like, I don't know. I do wonder if some of this is um, written, like, if there's a lot more under the surface with like is he saying something about like church leaders is he saying something about our worship of god like if there's more yeah or i don't know or not i don't yeah it it's a hard read in that you don't know all of what he's trying to say i feel like yeah yeah that's how i felt i would agree with that but it's interesting to um, think about what he could mean and I think if you read it without any kind of other input, mm. maybe that, maybe that's kind of the, mm-hmm. what makes it a good read is that you can kind of read into it sort of whatever comes from your right. um, worldview of mm. how evil happens or how um, things devolve yeah. or, yeah. Um, so maybe that's kind of what sort of makes it more of a classic because you can kind of read into it different perspectives on, you know, where, you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, not sure. Why do you think, um, (laughs) why do you think that this book has been banned before? Do you, uh, well, it's not a pretty read. I mean, you definitely, yeah, it was much, you know, more, uh, violent than I, realized but i mean yeah i don't necessarily think that that means that a book needs to be banned no i agree in fact uh, we've been talking about that a lot in our family just recently because Mm. we have finally decided that the kids are old enough to watch some of the hunger games okay um because we've been explaining through it like this is a very violent yes it's very violent and that's the point right right um like they're they're making a point about you know like and we we've been talking through mm-hmm. it and working through like you know the they're trying to show different you know anyway you know yeah. themes and stuff but anyhow um and so that's something that we've been talking a lot about and I could see where especially you know from our mindset sadly we're a lot less sensitized to violence mm-hmm. than I think people were probably in the fifties yeah um. And so I think there was probably this, first of all, I think there was a collective feeling of let's not rehash what we already had to go through because mm. they, I mean, the war isn't that far behind mm-hmm. them. And a lot of people at that time did not want to talk about what they saw or did. Yeah. Um, that was just kind of how people were. Right. They didn't share every detail right. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They didn't, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they wanted to be like, no, that was horrible why do we need to talk about right, it? Let's right. be done with it. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that side of it, I think. And I think there's also the side of it that says, 
you know, we don't, the idea of boys alone on an island Mm -hmm. is sort of stark enough. And then you add them being evil. Yeah. That's nothing anybody wants to think about. That's not Mm -hmm. fun. I mean, um, and it makes us look within ourselves and think about what's within us. Mm -hmm. And that's not fun either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Um, It's, it's. Self-examination is not And (laughs) I don't know the audience that this was written for. Do you, like, was it written for school-age children? Like, high school-age children? I don't know. I don't know either. If it was, I I could see where people would have a problem. Not now, but in the past. Right. Um, and I think they would probably also see it a little bit as like, um, we don't want to model children rebelling Mm -hmm. against society Mm -hmm. because we don't want to give them any ideas. Right. Yeah. We don't, you know, which is totally stupid because that's kind of the point of the book. (laughs) Right. That's what's so stupid is like, um, first of all, it's already there. Second of all. It's portraying it as horrible. Uh-huh. Like, right. there, you, you don't isn't. want to experience right. this. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. So, I, I I don't know. I'm not sure who what the target audience was or if there was a target audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But it's certainly become something that we think of as sort of like, yeah. you know, required reading for high schoolers. Yeah. Um, but it definitely works for any age group outside of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Little kids and stuff. Do you think that the time frame, like, where when it was set, the book, was, like, really crucial to the story? Like, do you see this type of story being able to be told in a different time? Yeah. I do. I think the setting explains some details. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. I think you could put this in any time period. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's um, interesting to think about, too. Like, you could set this yeah. really in any... Any time in history. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I mean, is, I mean, I th- is there anything else that you want to hit on? I don't think so. Because I think that's probably a, a pretty good yeah. stopping yeah. point if you're okay with it. Yes. Um, so we get to do some ratings. Yes. So do you um, want to go first? I can do that because I feel like a lot of times I make you go first <laughs> so that I can think more, you know, and decide more. But um, so I'm going to give this a, a Javalia. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it has a lot to say about the heart of people Mm -hmm. and the tug of war between good and evil inside of us Mm -hmm. um and how we never really get out of it we we can't get out of it ourselves we have to be rescued yeah yeah um there you know there wasn't any hope for these boys Mm. they can't get off this island Mm -hmm. on their own Mm -hmm. they can't they just can't um, they have to be rescued off the island. They have to have a savior. Mm. So whether he's saying that or not, I, I'm sure he probably isn't, mm. but 
that to me is so universally yes. applicable yeah um to the to the heart of of people no matter how much um, we try we will never save ourselves right that's a that's um, really good and so so yeah i i enjoyed it i there was definitely some bits and pieces where I was a little bit shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stylistic choices were a little strange mm-hmm. to me. But but overall, I, I really didn't enjoy yeah. it. And I yeah. thought that um, it just has a lot to say yeah. about yeah. a lot of things. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I gave it a Diwali. Okay. That's a four out of five yeah. for so... me. Um, before you said what you were going to rate it, I thought in my head, I'm going to give it a Javalia, but since you rated it a Javalia, (laughs) because I do think, uh, I've given things a Javalia in the past that I haven't enjoyed as much as this book. Uh, so I would say what's, what's a Javalia Pete's, uh, Pavalia. Pavalia. <laughs> <laughs> a Pavalia. Um, because I really did. I feel like I could keep talking about this book, but it would bore people to death. So it's like, you know, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop. Yeah. But I have more questions and more things that, you know, we could talk about. And yeah, I just feel like there's a depth to this concept that you don't always see in writing, even in classics. Yeah. Um, and I, I have come to find out this year, there are some classic, I either love or hate a classic. I am never really indifferent. Like, Interesting. To okay. classics. And it comes down to not just the story, but the way it is written. And for me, this story, um, the dystopian concept is a, almost always going to draw me in because yeah, that I is just really, really interesting to me. So, um, and, and I just feel like there's so much to this book, so many, um, avenues that you could explore and concepts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I would give it a f- four slash five. Um, nice. Not a complete five, because I, I agree with you that there were some things that were not explained as well as they could have been, uh, but that might be because it's almost like an allegory type, you know, story, so. Or maybe he was trying to leave some ambiguity. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really, really liked this book, so. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yay. Um... <laughs> So yeah, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Four and four and a half. Mm-hmm. You should read it. Pretty it's good. interesting. Yeah. Pretty good. If book. you haven't. Even though we just gave away everything. Right. But, we told yeah. you every single thing that happened. So <laughs> still. You know. Um so next in a month. Book pick. Next month. You wanna tell? We are doing flowers for Algernon. Yes indeed. And, and I'm excited. I, the only thing I, no, I don't think I, I have never read this book and I know okay. it's a play. That's it. 
I'm interested to see. I, I re, I'm really interested to hear your perspective next month. Okay. So I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think it'll be good. So join us again then yes. in a month. Um, we'll be talking about flowers for Algernon. But in the meantime, I hope that all of your coffee and books are a perfect blend. <laughs>